Life in Programmatic Digital Out of Home, brought to you by JC Deco. Bringing together the greatest minds, discussing the latest trends, and uncovering what life in programmatic digital out of home is all about. Hello and welcome to Life in Programmatic Digital Out of Home. Uh, today I am lucky to be joined by the wonderful Hershida Vicaria uh, from Matterkind. Uh, hello and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Don. Thanks for having me today. No problem at all. Um, so before we get going with our kind of main questions, can you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got involved in Programmatic Digital Out of Home and, and your role today? Yeah, sure. So I guess... My experience spans for the past seven plus years, I would say, working in the industry. Um, again, from digital planning, ad tech side, across multiple clients in different verticals. I guess my role today um, as account director at Matterkind involves working with holistic digital planning and, and innovations to drive that streamlined strategies across four final campaigns. That's super interesting. You know, I love it. I love the four. With innovation, I think it's such a such an exciting channel to work in for that exact reason. Um, I guess thinking a bit more about your kind of the specifics of your experience, uh, what would you say have been your kind of top three highlights in programmatic digital out of home so far? I think for me personally, the three highlights that I would say have been the involvement of data capabilities, where that started to where that is today, um, measurement and optimizations. I think reaching the audiences that matter in the places that they go. Um, and in those moments, like that's key. Um, being able to deliver that maximum reach against such a custom audience in, you know, a very hyper-targeted proximity of locations has continued to evolve and will do so in the years to come. And I think even if we think about the macro factors and how much more data we can now pull within our targeting is is great. Um, and even with, you know, out of home screens, they're just becoming more available to buy digitally. And even with the recent news of Edinburgh Airport, um, we can now buy that programmatically. That's huge. And I guess the more screens that do become available programmatically, the more publishers and DSPs will continue to invest in this channel. Um, and I think I said the second one was measurement and measurement, it's only at the cusp. Um, you know, there's so much more that as an industry we can be doing and the growth of measurement. But, you know, being able to track that footfall directly in the DSP, for example, and soon to include website traffic measurement. You know, that's how we're going to really get to that omni-channel approach for clients. Um, but as I said, I think there's definitely more we can be doing within this space. Um, and finally, optimizations. Um, the way that the technology's evolved and, you know, will continue to do so in how we optimize digital out-of-home screens, how we can be more efficient with our media, that's great. And, you know, we saw that similar shift when it came to, um, you know, whether that be display or video and how that changed our traditional buy-in models you know, before we were buying direct with publishers and how that's now evolved to, you know, where we are today with digital buying models. And I think the same is also happening um, on out of home. 
And I think an example of that is with Trade Desk's ARP technology and the release on that. I think that's great. Um, and yeah, well, we can touch on that a little bit later. Sorry, I don't know if that was a bit long-winded. No, that's perfect. I, lo- I love the passion. I think, you know, it's, it is so, you, you touched on some really interesting stuff there. I mean, it is so exciting that we're seeing these, these technological evolutions, but also it's really important to actually remember the fundamentals of the channel, right? The fact we're very lucky in the UK that we're quite a digitized market, but not only are there more media owners coming to market or coming to market programmatically but actually just the digitization of uh, of inventory is increasing i mean anyone who's kind of walked through the streets of of london or any other city in the uk they can see digital screens that they're much more prevalent than perhaps they were four or five years ago and it's a great trend that i think is you know set to you know set to increase and continue and we'll see this kind of high quality uh, unmissable digital inventory in 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 the cities and the communities that we as media owners serve i love some of the kind of theoretical stuff you're talking about there uh, but i guess it'd be really nice if you could share some examples of omnichannel campaigns specifically that you've run that have included programmatic digital out of home and i guess if you can kind of explain a little bit about the decision making process behind the channel selection yeah so i guess across the team we've run multiple campaigns across travel and entertainment sectors in particular and i think it's campaign dependent but some of those have been Um, you know, driving football to store, for example, or pushing new product releases where some of them have just been pure brand-led campaigns um, with reach for our target audience. I think when it comes to that decision-making process, it's dependent on a few factors. But I think the one main thing to remember is that one approach doesn't fit all. And, you know, we're not trying to say that um, the way forward is is only programmatic you know there's there's space for both you know there's still traditional out of home and you know that will always still play a role um, but it's what else can we be doing within our um, our strategies and our plans to really drive that when it does come to data um, but I think you know having a clear brief knowing exactly who our target audience is what's our main objective that will be key also scrutinizing the brief a little bit as well finding out not only you know what role we're playing when it comes to digital out of home but what's the wider strategy for the client what's their objective um, and not looking at digital out of home as you know that siloed little channel um, and how can that play a role in whether that be display for example Um, But also thinking smarter, not harder when it comes to targeting, you know, asking the questions of what data do we have available? Do we have access to the client's first party data? If so, what can we do with that? And again, as I said before, understanding how we're going to be different from traditional out of home and what's that balance between between the two. Yeah, again, I think that's that's really interesting. Well, I guess one of the most enjoyable things for me about doing this podcast is is talking to people like yourself who really get these core concepts. That I think I talk about a lot. You know, the, the just because we're using technology uh, doesn't mean that like marketing fundamentals of understanding the brief, what are the KPIs, questioning the brief, challenging the brief, aren't fundamental to producing the best results. They absolutely are. We just now have a, a bigger box of tricks, if you like, or a wider toolkit um, that we can apply in, in more scenarios at various levels of the funnel. Um, and I think, obviously, omnichannel planning or programmatic at, or programmatic at home as part of omnichannel planning is, is definitely part of the future of that. Uh, and I guess kind of taking that 
kind of one step forward. I mean, you talked about silos, which is really interesting. But I guess when you're kind of planning those omnichannel campaigns, uh, Matterkind, how do you collaborate with other disciplines and, and how has that changed over time? So I guess over the past year or so, we've really been pushing um, programmatic out of home and making sure that we're educating our teams internally, that they're fully skilled to plan and even cross-sell digital out of home. And again, it just goes back to scrutinizing that brief rather than, you know, just accepting a brief when we've got it. If we're asking about those wider channels, there might be more opportunity um, to do that. And also working closely with Rapport, who's our out-of-home specialists. And I guess that partnership's been successful um, so far. And I I guess it moves away from that notion of, you know, the siloed approach that we mentioned before. And it's more about working and collaborating with Rapport and even Rapportal to ensure that, you know, we do have that true accountability um, when it does come to brand safety, for example. So I guess it's great to see such advancements in this space. And, you know, not only from a brand safety perspective, but also when it comes to our data capabilities. And I think this shows the lengths that partners are willing to go to to invest in this channel. And the reason why it's become such a growth channel. And I guess an example of this is the recent partnership that Captify did with Hawk. And, you know, that shows exactly that. We're now able to take that search level data from Captify and actively target that within programmatic out of home space and and also audio. We can do that on now as well. And I think, you know, taking it a step further, but using Hawk's measurement capabilities, that's going to allow us to be able to quantify and measure the effectiveness of that campaign compared to organic search channels within that control and exposed um, environment. Yeah, again, super exciting stuff. And there's a, I'm not exactly sure on the release order, but there's a another one of these podcasts with uh, with Tim Hall talking about that specific uh, specific uh, partnership. So feel free to search our back catalogue and and find that if you're listening in. I think the other thing that's really interesting there for me is you know we talk about breaking down silos. You've talked about the addressable out of home and and working with rapport. Um, and I think that's you know again that for me that really resonates. I think when when we talk about breaking down silos and breaking down those barriers a lot of people I think panic and they think that oh that means I've got to completely tear up my team structure I've got to completely reinvent the wheel but actually quite often it's just as simple as talking to relevant teams and sharing that knowledge and and sharing that advice right exactly that you know and I think it just goes back to asking the right questions on it um, when working with planners or agency teams on that absolutely uh, and I guess again even t- taking that from the kind of conceptual stage and the planning stage and the team stage, and then thinking to the actual campaigns themselves. Can you can you share some examples of how you've proven the value of an omnichannel approach, whether that be from a commercial perspective, a campaign performance perspective, and even from, a, from an insight perspective? Yeah, so I guess data will always be key in our activation. And I think, you know, that is what's going to set us aside from the traditional um, out-of-home channels. So whether that be leveraging you know, our proprietary audiences through Conesso or leveraging first party data if the client's got that. I think it's finding that balance. So we've we've run a few campaigns where we've utilized our Conesso audience stack and we've built out custom audiences for multiple clients. 
and leveraging leveraging that not only in that programmatic um, environment on out of home, but also across other channels such as video or display. And I think that really hones into that omni-channel approach. Um, but also we've run a few campaigns um, across travel sector um, using Trade Desk's ARP technology. So for a specific travel sector, we ran across three different markets. Um, and across one of those markets, we saw an uplift of 42% in impressions purely by leveraging their technology and having those optimizations in real time across their different tiered sectors when it comes to our core audience. And following that consumer journey throughout the day, um, I think for us, that was key. Okay. Uh yeah, and again, I think that that consumer journey, I think, is something not to be neglected. I think you think of the old kind of touch points concept. You know, these these, for want of a better word, old school marketing fundamentals, they still still ring true. Whatever the tactics are that we're that are being deployed, um, and I guess probably one thing that we like to ask people is kind of what what advice would you give to an out of home marketer who perhaps has limited experience um, with other channels and are looking to to get into this space. Oh, um, I think on that, thinking about out of home in conjunction with other digital channels. So how can we connect those offline behaviors to consumers online? And, you know, I think, for example, not everyone will be traveling or in front of an out of home screen. So how can brands target a consumer outside of just out of home? And I think hybrid working really pushed this. Um, for us to think more about that out of home space. And for example, I don't go into the office every day. So as a consumer, if brands don't think about it as a holistic planning um, strategy, they might be missing out on that large portion of an audience to target, if not incorporating other digital channels, but also vice versa as well. You know, not just thinking about um, the videos or the displays or the YouTubes, but how can we also be targeting um, on um, out-of-home environment? Mm. I mean, audience shifts post-pandemic in, in out-of-home, for the mega geeks like me, are super, super interesting. I mean, historically, pre-pandemic, you used to, and it's a generalisation, you used to see kind of two big spikes, uh, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, there's commuter spikes, yeah. and now the data's kind of levelled off. Um, the weekends in things like transport environments like rail can actually be busier than during the week. So it means that that audience is more consistent, but understanding that audience and how it interplays with where that audience is consuming other channels um, I think that is, you know, super interesting. Again, part of part of the core to a successful strategy, and thinking about strategy and you know, really data um, uh, within a strategy. What do you think are the key data requirements for for an effective omnichannel strategy? I will say fundamentally, the target audience, understanding your target audience, who's your audience profile, what's that objective that you want to deliver. With that, I think that largely will help inform the channel and that format selection um, to ensure, you know, whether that be cross-channel, whether that be an omni-channel approach. But I think one hurdle that we still need to overcome is how do we bridge the gap to work even closer with our creative team and our planning teams to really drive that holistic approach you know creative is such a large part of any strategy however it's so siloed at times you know we've got that data side but how do we marry that with our creative now to make sure that that's a cohesive strategy and I think for example um, you know it's the women's FIFA World Cup 
later this year over in Australia and New Zealand, you know, we've got that data on um, where we can have API feeds. And, you know, there's there's going to be brands which 100% want to capitalize across that, you know, across that month. But how do we have our creatives matching that data during that time to make sure that that's the right strategy? Absolutely. Creative is so key. I mean, particularly, particularly, I, I would say with Out of Home, because it's such a great creative canvas. And it's one of those things that, that comes up and you, particularly, I guess, people have been in the industry for a while. It's something that I think that people are still quite frustrated about as, as media practitioners as opposed to maybe creative. Is, is that perhaps the creative doesn't do do the justice to the channel. I'm, I'm thinking back to some roundtable events we did at the start of the year, and there was a very you know when we got on to talk about creative, that was something that everyone was was incensed about. And I think there was um, one business I, I can talk about. Them, I think this is published. So Crimtan were talking uh, about actually opening their own creative studio to deal with that issue to make sure that the quality of the creative um, was uh, you know was considered as part of the media strategy. And I think if you're in a position where you are um, you know procuring media on behalf of a client, you want that to be as effective as possible. And that's not just about the data; it's about how the data informs the strategy, both the media strategy and the creative strategy. Um, at least that's my point. Uh, anyway, I think we're violently agreeing on that. Um, so we're coming towards the end uh, of our chat today. Uh, I guess thinking about the future, what do you think will be the most significant developments in uh, programmatic or addressable out of home uh, over the next 12 months? I guess the future of addressable is looking strong. It's still expected to have growth over the next couple of years. But I think the big developments um, for this year will be around measurement. As I said, I think we're, we are only at the cusp. Um, and I think there's so much more that we can be doing within this space. Um, so I definitely think that that's going to be one of them. But I think with this year, it's going to continue to bring us economic uncertainty. And, you know, out of home, it isn't the cheapest of mediums. So I think it's about, it's for us to demonstrate that value of um, addressable out of home, the flexibility around that, the targeting around that, those in increased efficiencies which can be bought to make sure that we're educating, we're informing our planners, our brands, what the real value behind it is. And I think, you know, that will feed nicely into some of the things that we've spoken about earlier with the measurement or the creatives or, you know, the enhanced technologies that publishers and partners are putting into that to ensure that it is such a growth channel moving forward. Yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Hashida. Um, hopefully, uh, all of you out there have enjoyed listening to that. You've been listening to Life in Programmatic Digital Out of Home. Um, for more fantastic interviews like this one, please make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts uh, and look forward to talking with you next time. Life in Programmatic Digital Out of Home, brought to you by JC Deco.